0: To shades of strong wit where we are shifting the strong black woman narrative. I'm Shirley. I'm Natty. And as always, we are here with another powerful conversation on all the things that shape, make, and often break the strong black woman. And I got to tell y'all, Natty and I were just talking before we hit record and we were talking about the last two episodes that we had and how powerful it has been for us individually to just engage in those type of conversations. So I'm super stoked about what we're going to talk about today. So Nettie, yep, what's going
1: down? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's been a pretty nice week. <laughs> well, I was thinking last week when you, when after we got through with the last episode and I was thinking about the different ways that I take care of myself and I I don't just mean the like super necessary physical ways like make sure that I'm drinking enough water things like that. I was thinking mainly about just how I maintain emotionally and mentally and so I have my own sort of, I call it a contingency plan for like how, like just how I deal with things so that I can stay relatively upbeat and I thought that was something that we maybe could talk about today. Yeah. Especially now right now because just every it seems like every week, every single week there's something newly horrific going on and with someone like me, I am I'm an extremely sensitive person and it just hits me like a ton of bricks
0: mm-hmm.
1: with everything. I've I've had to curb my intake of the news. I've had to, and I wasn't really, it's not like I was watching the news every day before anyway, but it got to where I'm, I just, it's almost completely out of my life. Just, I mean, a snippet of a few things each day. That's about all I can take because it, it really does affect me. It it gets me, um, Mm -hmm. it gets me really down to say the least. I mean, I'm I'm really kind of sure coding it.
0: I know at one time I was like so obsessed with Donald Trump's tweet.
1: Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. I don't
0: I don't follow him But I would go out there multiple times a day just to see what he was talking about. And I don't even know why I did it because it would put me in this place, in this really dark space. And like, God, is this really the world that we're living in right now? So Mm -hmm. I don't know why I was doing it, but in an effort to protect my emotional health, I literally had to deactivate all of my social media accounts for a little while. I think I did it for maybe I think if I'm not mistaken, I think I deactivated my accounts for about 90 days because when I went back on Twitter, I had to like... start a new account because it
1: has oh.
0: been activated for so long. So I think I deactivated my account for about all of my social media accounts for about 90 days because I was just really in this dark space where I just could not take all of the negativity know right. that I was seeing. So I, I totally get that. And then not even that, but it's just like the things that you have going on in your personal lives, how important mm-hmm. it is for us to protect our, and, and not just protect, but to make it priority. In our lives. And I find that, as you know, just from conversations that I've heard, I've had from, that I've had with other people, we don't typically do that. Whether it's our physical health, our emotional health, our spiritual health, it doesn't matter what it is. In more cases than not, we often tend to put that on the back
1: burner. Right. We do. We don't prioritize it. We just, we're so used to living on autopilot. Mm hmm just going through the motions and and it becomes a very mechanical routine. Like Mm -hmm. we're just doing the mechanics of living. And I definitely don't want to do that anymore. Especially as you were saying, like just being around all the all of the negativity and seeing it and witnessing it. It's not that it wasn't always there. Of course it was always there, but I think in some ways it's a little bit more amplified because of social media. Mm -hmm. And it's not social media's fault. Social media and the internet and all that, those are just tools. You know, those are just tools that we use to stay connected. But because different things can be amplified, the the, the positive things can be amplified and the negative things can be amplified. And when the negative things are amplified the way they are right now, living mechanically just doesn't, it just doesn't, it doesn't work. So we have to take a step back and think about, okay, how am i going to step out of autopilot mode because it's necessary so that i can really fortify my own mental and emotional well-being and my spiritual what am i going to do about that and the physical well-being that's a given you know we definitely want to do more and or do what we can to take care of ourselves i know it's been a years long process for me about 3 or 4 years long process of me developing healthier habits and so now I'm working on 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 further developing those the healthier habits for my my mental and emotional
0: now let me say this, and I know you said that's something that that you're working on, but what I've found is that is not always easy natty
1: oh no, it's definitely not easy
0: like today, like I was telling you earlier today i woke I woke up in this like really icky place, like my spirit feels sad, and mm-hmm. I almost feel like. I'm on the verge of tears. And for the life of me, I'm like, God, what is going on? How can I shake this feeling? Now, what Mm -hmm. I have done done in the past is engage in some type of prayer and meditation to kind of shake it. But even today, it's just like, I don't really feel like praying. I don't really Mm -hmm. feel like meditating. And I think for me, emotionally, I need to be able to press through, I guess. When just, I don't want to say press through because I don't want to, want to make it sound like I'm not honoring whatever I'm feeling in that moment. But I think for me, I tend to waddle in it. I think that's what I'm yes. trying to say. I, yes. I tend to waddle in it instead of just trying to go ahead, go about my normal day where I did pray and I meditate. It's like so hard for me to shake that feeling. And I think a, a lot of women struggle with But you know what I think, Nadia? I think that sometimes we feel like we don't deserve to have yeah. peace and joy and happiness in right. our
1: lives. Absolutely. Yeah, It's you're, you're exactly right. This is not easy. That's why I said, for me, it's been a years-long process. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I mean, I, it, this ain't something that I just woke up, you know, like last month and I was like, hey, I'm turning over a new leaf. you know, new year, new me. It was mm-hmm. not that. This has been something that I've been steadily on, like thinking about since... 2015. So it's definitely not easy. And, you know, like I said, when, when everywhere you turn, it's like, oh, you thought everything was, was cool. Psych, look at this. You know, (laughs) I mean, and I understand, I totally identify with what you're saying because there have been lots of days where I have woken up in the morning and I'm like, oh dear, I really just want to go back to sleep and Mm -hmm. not wake up until like next Tuesday. You know what I mean? Like, I just, it, it's that heavy, like my spirit feels heavy. It, it really is like, I don't know, like you're someone who's newly learning to work out. Like that's a way that you kind of keep your head clear by going to the gym and working out mm-hmm. and, you know, and I'm not one of those people, but I can imagine that. <laughs> I can imagine that for some people when they first starting out, it's like, I don't want to go to the gym. Uh, and then they get there and they're like, gonna like lift these weights up that's kind of what it feels like just to to pull oneself out of the mire and yeah it's it's hard it's hard it's not impossible but it is definitely a chore and i I think maybe that's because
0: we are so accustomed to holding everything together yes we don't allow ourselves to a space to just feel whatever we're feeling in that moment, honor it, process it, and then move on. And so when we wake up in in a space like this, then it's hard for us to just shake it because it's like, I don't know what to do with this that I'm feeling right now because I'm usually in control. But now it feels Mm -hmm. like I'm not. I'm no longer in control. Like I'm no longer, and I hate to be out of control. I think that's the biggest thing that <laughs> I struggle with. Like when life hits me, I think that's why I I struggle so hard to come out of it because it's like all of a sudden my entire life has been shaken up and I have no control. Like I'm a control freak. Like for real, mm-hmm. <laughs> like mm-hmm. I like to have control. And although I do know, as as a believer, as a follower of Christ, I know that I don't control anything that that happens in my life. Well, right, but you get what I'm saying. Yes, it's just like I have to be in control. And so I I know I mentioned to you, and I'm not going to go go into details on this episode. But I know I mentioned to you a couple of weeks ago that. The devil just was just really, really attacking my family. And I've been on like a 40-day surrender fast. And this last week when it happened, I think I was on day 15, day 15 or 16, I think. And it was just like out of nowhere, this horrible thing happened. And I did not know how to process that. Mm -hmm. And I literally beat myself up about it because it was like, how dare you? Allow yourself to fall apart, like this. like I literally fell fell apart, and because I because I, I didn't have control over what was going on in that moment, and instead of me allowing myself to feel it and allowing myself to process it, like I literally just beat myself up for even having an emotion, and, yeah. it, and it was horrible. Like it was, I did not sleep for days. I know because it was so bad. Because I was like, "How dare you fall apart." You, you're, you're stronger than this. You're better than this. You know who God is. You know, he's got you. It was bad.
1: It's so funny that you mentioned, you know, how dare you, you're stronger than this. Mm-hmm. Because there it goes again, there's this deeply, there's this deep seated notion that we have that in order to be strong, the way we're supposed to be, we've got to be some kind of mule that doesn't ever feel anything right and that doesn't ever react i know that over the course of my life i've been told a lot of times that i was almost stoic in the way i in the way i present myself and so that just, even to the point where if i did have a reaction i remember in school it got back to me through a friend at the time that someone else said that I had multiple personalities. I had a split personality. (laughs) And I'm like, wow, really? Okay. So the person obviously doesn't know me, but still it was, it, it was because I was, you know, at this point I was a teenager. I was, it was me and my mom and my, my father had already died and I was already, processing thing actually I wasn't processing anything because I mean an 11 12 13 year old kid doesn't really know how to process week especially if they haven't had any examples or instruction from people around them so I just stuffed everything down and most of the time that worked and there were times when I get really pissed off and then the stuffing of stuffing down of stuff didn't work and so I would blow up and so that's I guess that's what the person had witnessed at one point mm-hmm. and so they're like I'll share this personality like we literally we learn to. Just put everything in a jar and close the lid really, really tightly. And then when we don't have the, the stuff in the jar anymore or we loosen the lid even a little bit and allow ourselves to feel anything, next thing you know, we're beating ourselves up saying, how dare you do this? Like, you know, yeah, you're absolutely. strong in this. When all we've been talking about for the past couple of weeks is how that really isn't what strength is supposed to be. That's not it, what strength it is. Not,
0: is. But, but somehow we always end up back in that space.
1: Right. It's, insane. it's crazy.
0: It is so crazy. But I will say that I am working harder to not go back to that place where I don't give myself permission to just be whatever yes. I am in that moment. Because I think that's what's important. We don't give ourselves permission to just be. And that it's okay if you have an off day. Like every, your life does not have to be picture perfect every day. My life, let me just gonna wreck that same. My life is never picture perfect.
1: <laughs> Girl, I've had. You talking about an off day? I've had off seasons. Off seasons. I've had off years. Off years. Okay?
0: Yes. And it is such a struggle to stay in that space where where you honor where you honor yourself, because I think that's that's important to acknowledge that taking care of yourself emotionally, physically, spiritually, even financially, that that is a way of honoring who you are and who God created you to be. And when you don't allow yourself to feel these emotions, when you don't allow yourself to effectively process an emotion, that you are dishonoring your body, that you are dishonoring yes. your spirit.
1: You really are, because It doesn't matter how much you do to keep things bottled up. Stuff's going to come out. It's going to come out one way or another. So if it doesn't come out of your mouth, if it doesn't come in the way of tears or screams or sobs or whatever, it's going to come out other ways in your body, like through pain, Mm -hmm. physical pain, Mm -hmm. um, higher blood pressure. You, you you, You start feeling tightness in your chest. And like... And I'm saying this because I've experienced this. So I'm like, okay, this means that my little my little thing that I've got going about how I deal with stuff, this is not the move. I need to do something else. This is not what's working. So I'm going to get on some other wave and be on that wave because that probably is what's going to work better for me. And so that's what I've been working on doing for the past few years. And there's still times where it, you know i'm i'm not i'm not getting things right per se but i do know that i am getting better and the way that i know that i'm getting better is in general i feel more i feel calmer i feel freer because like what you were saying we we have a problem with giving ourselves permission in the space mm-hmm. to actually feel things so i've become very uh, unapologetic in giving myself the space that i need I'm not going for a walk every day because, oh, I'm trying to lose weight. That is not why I go for a walk every day. Mm-hmm. I go for a walk every day because that is how I clear my head. That's how I get quiet. And almost, like I would say 98% of the time, when I get back from my walk, I feel better. Because I needed, I needed time alone. Mm-hmm. I needed time. And I don't mean time alone like, oh, I'm just going to go in a room and close the door. Because I've done that before. That's not, that's not, it's a different kind of thing. It's, oh, no, I'm going to give myself time to, to be alone, to really feel whatever I'm feeling and not just go in a place and sulk and see, and then stuff it all down. Right. Nothing gets stuffed down when I'm, when I'm out walking. Like I can really ask what I need to ask. I can really say what I need to say. I can wait and, and and listen for answers. And then I can come home and if it's like, oh, this is something that I need to think more about, or I need to remember, I can write it down. Right. But there are t- there are lots of times when I come home and it's like, no, I just needed that time. And now I'm good. It's, it's better. So my chest doesn't feel tight <laughs> as often. I am on blood pressure medication. So that has helped. That's helping with my blood pressure. But yeah, those things make a difference. And
0: stress, like literally stress will literally kill you. It will kill you. Like, you will, You definitely need to find an outlet for that and, and walking mm-hmm. in it for you. I have yet to find out what it is for me. Maybe it's meditation. Yeah, it could be. It very well could be. It, it probably is meditation. But um, when you say unap- unapologetic, I thought about um, last week or was it last week? Couple of weeks ago, anyway, it doesn't matter the exact date, but yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> I was like, I was telling my daughter, I um, it was last week, as a matter of fact, because I was, I called my daughter, I texted my daughter, I said, "Do you mind if we get a piece of today? I'm not going to cook because I really need to go ahead and start editing this episode for next week. I don't want to wait till the last minute." So she's like, "Yeah, is fine." So then my other daughter, she and I had decided that we were going to go on this healthy eating plan right so we so last week we were gonna have like our last supper of sorts right mm-hmm. so she's like i don't know what i want to eat i don't know what i want to eat so i was like okay just go grab a burger or something so she goes to the store natalyn and, and she comes back with this food for me to cook <gasps> <laughs> listen now and so I'm like I'm like Amber I am not cooking today I said I just text Jessica and told and asked her if she, if we could get a pizza and I said so I'm not cooking because I have work to do well girl she left here and she felt some type of way about that
1: girl I told you from the jump to go get a burger because <laughs> <laughs> I'm like I'm not cooking
0: and she was like Oh, but mom, I thought we could get in the kitchen and we could cook together. I just really wanted Aww. to spend some time with you. And she, and you know, and she and she, and her intent was good. Yeah. But, and the reason why when you said unapologetic, it reminded me of that because I think we need to make a habit of asking people what they need. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? Like yes. don't just yes. assume. That's like, right. I, t- I tell my children all the time that y'all do not consider me. Y'all y'all think that I'm supposed I'm here to cook, clean and babysit. Y'all mm-hmm. do, y'all do not consider me. And so it stresses me out when they don't consider me. Like when Amber was like, "Oh, I thought we could get in the kitchen and spend some time together." I was like, "Amber, if you really were concerned about me, you would have asked me what I wanted
1: to do." Right.
0: She said, "Because I just wanted to do something special for you." I'm like, "Girl, I cook all the time."
1: How is that? How <laughs> i want to do spe- something special for you she was like, i, so I want to get, get you to cook with me,
0: with me. <laughs> no, in the kitchen and cook with me we can have i'm like amber i cook all the time if you wanted to do something special for me you should have asked me mom what do you want to do and i would have right. told you i want to eat this pizza that jessica yes <laughs> Oh my, gosh. my point is this. Number one, you cannot be afraid to ask for what you need. That's for us. But then for like our family and our friends and our children, they also have to ask us what we need. Don't just assume that you know
1: what I need. That's right. That's absolutely right.
0: What I need. And I felt so good about that, Natalie, because there was a time where I really just would have just pushed aside what I had to do, and I would have gone in there and did what she wanted me to do. But I I stood in that. I was like, no, I'm absolutely not doing it. And I did not feel bad about it. I stood in it unapologetically.
1: Yeah. And that's what we have to do. And also... Not only are you doing something healthy for yourself, you're doing something healthy for your daughters as well because mm-hmm. it's teaching them: a, don't just assume that mama is going to want to do exactly what I want to do; right. b, don't just assume that the only reasons that mama's here is so she can cook for me, she can clean for me, and she can babysit mm-hmm. my kids. Like she's oh, because she's older than me, she doesn't ever she don't have enough going on in her life, she don't right. have anything to do. How
0: dare they think me?
1: <laughs> and then right, and then c, oh. She said, I'm still not cooking. I said I wanted pizza, so we're having pizza. When I have kids, it's okay for me to say, no, this is what's going on when my kids are older and, oh, mom, I need you for this, mom, I need you for that. And I've got three different kids and all three of them need me for three different things all at the same time. I'm glad I have every right to say, wait, (laughs) no, because um, I'm literally working on this, like mm-hmm. say, I'm, I, I've got a job and I'm, I've, I'm on a deadline and I, I'm five minutes away from being finished. Mm-hmm. I can say, no, I, I got to take this five minutes to finish this. Or, hey, you guys can deal with this, that, or the other on your own. This isn't a crisis. You have the right to say those things and they're going to learn that as they get older, they also have the right to say those things, not just at home, but out in the world.
0: And I was so
1: proud of myself. I was like, yes, did, <laughs> you
0: did You did that. You get
1: that pizza, girl.
0: Girl. Oh like, it was gosh. so freeing to be able to say that and not apologize. Like, i went like, I'm sorry, Amber, I'm not cooking. No, I told you I'm not cooking. End of story. Right. And, and I didn't do it. It felt so good. Like, it was so liberating. Like, yeah, you did that, girl. And I've been doing more of that. I've been doing more of saying no because, like, I'm 50 years old, Natty. I have five children. Mm -hmm. My my, uh, baby is 19. And so she's at this age where she wants me to treat her like an adult in some instances, like when she wants to stay out past curfew. But on other instances when maybe, like, say, for instance, her laundry might need to be done or... Any anything else that she doesn't want to do, then she wants me to treat her like she's still that 14, 15 year old. And so I've been getting so much better with just saying no. Yes. I'm not gonna do it. And I think that's, we need to, I think we need to practice
1: that more often. We definitely need to practice that more often because that's part of why we're we're dealing with the stuff that we're dealing with, because mm-hmm. we were never allowed to say no, or we felt we weren't allowed to say no, so mm-hmm. we never did. And, that's, I, and I that's think that
0: goes that goes back to, like you said, like I'm teaching my daughters. It goes back to what our parents taught us. Yes. I cannot. Right. If I call my mom today, I guarantee you at 70 years old, if I called her and asked her to do something that I could very well do myself, she would do it. She would jump through hoops to mm-hmm. get it done because that's the way she was raised. And it's just it's what we've done all our lives. But I'm telling you, I'm, I want to live longer, honey. So I'm trying to take better care of me myself. Me
1: too. That's I right. Trying me to too.
0: Take, I journal now. Yes. I don't keep, I don't keep things bottled up. I, I know you, you're you an artist, so you paint. I read. I study my Bible. Like I try and spend mm-hmm. quality time with God because yeah. my, spirit, my spiritual health is extremely important to me because I feel like when I'm spiritually healthy, everything else just kind of sort of falls in place. Now, I do want to say that's not to say that, oh God, I got to be careful by the way I say this because I don't want (laughs) to offend anybody. I don't want to say, I do want to make a point of saying that I'm not saying that Jesus is not the fixer of all things, but I am saying that sometimes you can be so broken in your life that you need some professional assistance too. or that you you may need to like physically talk to somebody. I'm not saying that I don't ever go to a friend and have a conversation and say, I'm having a bad day. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying I've never been to see a therapist. I'm not saying that. I'm saying that my spiritual health is priority to me.
1: But yeah, if you need some professional assistance, get that too. Oh, that's extremely important. I mean, the fact of the matter is we all have our gifts, right? Mm-hmm. We all have our gifts and our talents and our skill sets. And if people weren't meant to be therapists, there wouldn't be anybody with those kinds of gifts or, or skill sets or talents. Absolutely. And so it's not, we're not betraying anything or anyone, or we're not less spiritual or anything like that when we go see a therapist. And especially, right. I mean, if, if we're, be, we're being really real right now. So this is, a podcast by two black women talking about issues that black women face Mm -hmm. in the United States of America. Right. But I'm sure globally as well. So I, you know, I am in a process right now of, of really deprogramming myself from a Mm -hmm. lot of things that I was taught in the church, because this stuff has not been beneficial for me in a, in a health from a health perspective. It has not been beneficial for my mental health. It -hmm. hasn't been beneficial for my emotional health and it hasn't been beneficial for my spiritual health. And the reason why is because there are a lot of deep seated beliefs and things around racism and sexism Mm -hmm. and other isms and all kinds of different phobias, homophobia, transfer, all that, you name it, that is that is just openly circulated within the church Mm -hmm. that that stuff really gets into your spirit and it, it wreaks havoc. It It wreaks absolute havoc. And so I'm in a process right now of, and this also is a years long process. I started doing this also in the latter half of 2014. Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm, I've been swimming in so much toxicity for so long, I didn't even realize it. I didn't even realize that that's what was going on. I didn't realize that that was also contributing to the mental health and emotional health issues that I was having. And if you are a Black woman who was raised in church mm. from the jump, and if you as an adult went to especially... You know, a more integrated church, which that uh, being integrated is not a bad thing, but there are some problems that we run into in those kinds of situations. And if you spent a lot of your adult years in one of these larger, more diverse churches, especially evangelical churches—I can't speak on Catholic churches—but and, and a more evangelical church, I'm willing to bet that you have the same issues that I have, and that I'm working through now. And so, guess what? You need somebody to talk to about that kind of stuff. And a therapist is really, would be really good. That's been Mm -hmm. one of my goals for that 2019 is to find a therapist Mm -hmm. so that I can, so I can get on this therapy wave. I am not kidding. And I particularly, especially, I would love to find a black woman therapist because there are things that I can, there are things that I'm going to be able to speak to her about and she's going to get it. She's going to understand. She's going to know, and she's not going to gaslight me and she isn't going to do, she's not going to dismiss me and Mm -hmm. she isn't going to try and play, downplay the things that I'm telling her. None of that, because she also is a black woman and she understands. She's like, yeah, I've been through the same stuff because you've said it before. It's like, we live in two different, we're living in a different world. We're living in a completely different world from that. Everyone else, from what everyone else is living in. And it can be really hard when you try and talk to someone who isn't black, first of all, and who isn't a black woman. And the minute you tell them what's really going on with you, they, they want to gaslight you into oblivion. They want to make you feel like that that's just all your imagination. That's not really what's going on. You're crazy. It's not that big of a deal. And, um, you know, that's that's another thing that can get you extremely angry mm-hmm. and with us being the way we've been for so long, because it's what we learn to do. You take that kind of anger and press that down and stuff that away too. Well then guess what? That's really, that's a, that's a mushroom cloud internally that's waiting to happen. Oh yes. So yeah, like I, I'm with you. Like, I'm still looking for a therapist. <laughs> I'm still looking. Like I don't. And if she's like, look, you should have been. You're clinically depressed. Actually, I know you mm-hmm. say you've been on and off, and you've battled. You've had these mm-hmm. these bouts with depression, but you actually should have been diagnosed as clinically depressed way back when. And I'm gonna give you some medication for it. I'm not gonna look at her, but she's short, like up and down. I'm gonna be like, okay, well. As long as it ain't got these other side effects, like, oh, the side effect is death or whatever. You know, like on the TV, the different commercials for the medications. I'm like, I'll take it. Whatever. Like, I don't have any kind of thing. There's no stigma around any of that for me.
0: Oh, yeah. And I totally get get what you're saying about the church because I know you say you were, you grew up in the evangelical church. But I grew up Southern Baptist. Oh no, I grew up as a child, I was raised Baptist,
1: black southern Baptist.
0: <laughs> girl, black southern Baptist and you know mm-hmm. that <laughs> you that, know. Girl, you know that they think that Jesus is the fixer of all things and I'm not saying that he's not because he is, but sometimes you do need you do need some extra help like you do. And I I know for a fact that because I used to be this girl like black women don't don't do therapy. Right. They right. don't do therapy, they don't do what are those things called? Antidepressants. <laughs> mm-hmm. They don't do any of that. But I'll tell you this, Natalie. When my when my brother died, I couldn't do it. Like it was just like I could not do that on my own. And I've been saved since I was 16 years old.
1: Yeah. But and just I it's like, nope, couldn't do it. Do
0: that I could not do that on my own. And I remember going to work every single day. And in mid sentence, I would just break down and cry. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. just like in the middle of a conversation talking about work, I would just break down and cry. And I had no idea how to deal with that. And I remember talking to the CEO and we, we were on our way to a meeting or something. And she was asking me how I was doing. And I was like, Oh, I'm good, I'm good. And she said something to the effect of, Well, I'm I'm glad you're do- I'm glad you're doing good. Um, I'm glad that, that you're leaning on God and you know that he's helping you through because she was like Cause you know we don't we don't do that therapy and, and, and medication and stuff you know we, we we rely on Jesus to pull up pull us through. And what she didn't know, and what I was ashamed to tell her in that moment, was I was going to grip therapy, baby, two times a week.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: That <laughs> I was on antidepressants and that I was taking sleeping pills just to sleep at night. Just to sleep. That's what I needed to function in that moment. But because therapy and being medicated and things of that sort are often frowned upon in our community, I did not feel comfortable sharing that with her. That's been my brother's passed away seven years this year. And I needed that in that moment. Oh, definitely. I I don't apologize for it. So I I think it's important to realize that yeah, you, you can have a have a relationship with God, but sometimes you are going to need some outside assistance. And it's perfectly okay. To go get that. Now, I didn't stay on. I think I stayed on the medication for about six months mm-hmm. until I was able to effectively process that grief. But I needed some help, girl.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, well let's, think about, let's think about relationships for a minute. A good, healthy relationship is one where there's effective communication. Mm-hmm. And so effective communication means, like take me and my husband, for example. I talk to my husband and he listens to me and he talks to me and I listen to him. Mm -hmm. There are things that we say to each other because we want a listening ear. And then there are times when we say things to each other because we really don't know exactly what to do. And we're hoping that the other person can give us some insight and some feedback. And so I think where we've gotten it really twisted is we think prayer is just some kind of thing that we just do. And it's like, it's, it's just a, it's a performance. Like we just rattle off all these things. Mm-hmm. But you just said, you, you mentioned having a re- relationship with God. So and I, I believe I, I have, I know I have a relationship with God too. And my relationship with God is one in which I'm also listening. And so if I'm listening, that means I'm expecting God to say things to say me. that, Maddie. And so if he's going to say stuff to me, just like a friend, a best friend or my husband, sometimes he's going to give me advice. Or, and I'm saying advice and just to kind of keep the analogy going. Right. He's going to tell me, go do this mm-hmm. or go do that. Mm-hmm. He's going to tell me what I can do, what steps to take that are going to help me. Mm-hmm. And so if he's created everyone with gifts and talents and abilities, why would he not tell me, Hey, go see this therapist. It's not like he doesn't say, Hey, go see the doctor. If you've got some pain, like, why is this? I don't really understand. I mean, I do understand, but when are we going to get past this, this roadblock of, Oh no, we're not going to go see a therapist because we're, we're leaning on God. I'm like, I lean on God every day of my life, but I'm gonna tell you right now: if I'm bleeding out somewhere, I'm still calling 911 after I call on Jesus. I'm calling 911 and expecting the ambulance to come get me because there's a doctor that can probably do something for me. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? So exactly. I am. I'm like, I'm listening. I'm. I'm wait. I'm not. I'm not doing prayer as a performance, and I'm not doing prayer as a oh, you're my Santa Claus you tell you everything I want it really is. I don't know what to do. It's a two-way conversation. And I'm really, I'm like, yo, I'm going to sit here and I'm going to wait for answers. I'm not going to go off half-hocked to do stuff. I'm waiting to see what you're going to say. And then if he says something, I'm going to listen. I'm going to take heed. Now, sometimes I don't take heed right away. right? And then there's like, oh, well, the results of that are this didn't go the way that it should have, or this, this didn't go the way that I wanted to or whatever. But if he says, Hey, I'm sending these people to you and they're all talking about how therapy has helped them. Then guess what? Maybe it might help you too. You should go find a therapist. And I'm like, Oh wait, I'm going to go find a therapist. That's what I'm going to do. Like it really is that simple and we make it so not simple and we're really just hurting ourselves.
0: I'm glad you mentioned that because I'm actually reading this book called the, the prophetic voice of God. And it talks about how God speaks, speaks in creative ways. Mm-hmm. And his voice in more cases than not is not going to be audible. But he's gonna speak, he's gonna speak, right. he's gonna speak to you by putting someone in your path, saying, mm-hmm. Hey, I think maybe you could you should consider doing this. He may speak to you through um a song that you're listening to. Yep. He may speak to you through a book that you're reading. Yes. Or just 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 an inner thought. He he may speak to you because I know last week, and this may be a little off subject, but I feel like I need to say it. I know last week when when I was going through everything that I was going through in that moment, and I was lying in my bed and I was talking to God and I was just saying, God, I need you. And so in that moment, once there was a song that came to me that I hadn't heard in years and, and it was, Lord, I'm available to you. And in that moment, I felt God saying to me, you need to make yourself available to me. You need to spend more time with me. Mm-hmm. And then there was another time when I was lying in bed and I was talking to him and I was talking about all the chaos that's happening in my life right now. And he's, and, and a song came to me that I hadn't heard in years. And it was, Satan, we're going to tear your kingdom down. And in that moment, that was reassurance for me that God sees me, that he hears me, and that he and I are fighting this thing together. I have not left you. So God doesn't just speak to us in audible ways, although I've right. heard, I've heard God's voice as well, but he's very creative in the way that he speaks to us. But we have to have a listening ear in order to hear him. So I said all that to say this. <laughs> 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 if you need some therapy, get you some therapy. <laughs> you
1: seriously like okay. I'm what I am get I am on the search for real for real. I'm not I'm not even playing the radio with this. Like I said like Back in January, I was like, yeah, one of my big goals for this year mm-hmm. is to, at some point this year, find a therapist. Because, well, I was, just, yeah. I
0: was just telling you about Jasmine that I mentioned to you earlier before we, before we got on, that the app is called The Safe Place and it has all types of resources out there. And I think it e- even has like a list of therapists and they're African-American oh, therapists, if you, want, if you want to check out that app.
1: Yes, um, I definitely will.
0: Yeah, de- definitely, che- definitely check it out, Natty. because if you, if,
1: look, I'm a proponent yeah. for therapy. Me go too. Get, go get you. F- me too. <laughs> go. Like, so. stuff is way too flimsy out here to, for us to be pretending that everything's all right and like, we don't ever need help. Like, that's, Absolutely. that's ridiculous. It's help sometimes. Absolutely. Everybody needs somebody to talk to sometimes. And not everybody has got siblings that they're really close mm-hmm. with. I know I don't. I'm an only child. Not everybody has a spouse that, they, that they're, they can just talk to, or not everybody has a significant other. Not everybody has a parent that they have a good relationship with. Not everybody has a lot of friends right. or even uh, one or two good friends that they really trust. You need somebody. You need somebody to talk to. So yeah, we need to do whatever we got to do to find somebody to talk to.
0: And you know what else, what else we need to do, Natty? We need to stop saying we're okay when we're not okay. When we're not. We're not, cause I find that I when somebody asks me, ask asks me how I'm doing, oh I'm good, but some days I'm not good. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm mm-hmm. seriously not good. We need to stop saying I'm good when we're not good. Don't be afraid to tell people, you know what, I'm having, I'm having a really bad day today. And if you don't want to
1: talk about what's happening, you don't have to. But you don't have to, honest. but you can be honest and say today, you know, today's not great.
0: Yeah, absolutely. But
1: it's it is today, so you know, absolutely. hopefully tomorrow will be better. Or I could, how are you doing? I could be better. I could no, be better. For being
0: honest. And, and you can leave it at You can, leave it at, can
1: that. leave it at that. Go into any details
0: about why you could be better. Oh, I could be better. And that's that. Now, if they yeah. ask and you feel comfortable in sharing, by all means, share. But if you don't, you don't have to. And you know what else we need to do, Natty? <laughs> we, we need to stop asking people how they're doing if we don't really want to know.
1: <laughs> if we don't want to know, girl, listen, I already don't do that. <laughs> I really yeah. just don't. If you don't want to know. Because I just say, hey. <laughs> hey I today,
0: I am going to tell you how I'm doing. So don't ask me if you don't want to know. That's yeah. I just feel like we need to get together. And just be who we are and be honest and real, not only with ourselves, but with each other. Yes. Be honest and real with ourselves and each other. If you don't feel good, say, I don't feel good. If you need something, ask. Say you
1: need something. Yeah. And then give yourself permission to do it. This is part of the giving our, you know, this is the the theme I'm noticing for the last few episodes. Mm It's about giving ourselves permission, um, realizing that we have a choice and we can voice it and that we can allow ourselves to have um, the space that we need. Yeah. Being able to just speak up, that's part of the permission. That's part of the giving ourselves space. Because when I, ask, when I speak up and ask for something, I'm taking up space. And we need to realize that it's okay for us to take up space. We've been taught so many different ways that we shouldn't take up any space or we should take up as minimal space as possible. Meanwhile, everyone else around us is taking up all the space. Taking they up
0: want. space and not just so, their space, taking up your space.
1: Taking up ours too, encroaching into my personal space. I don't like mm-hmm. it. I mean, I was just in Starbucks the other day, like two days ago, and I'm standing in the line waiting. And there's this lady that she is all up on my neck. And mm-hmm. I'm like, this is an open space in Target and there's no... Like why, and she, and, and this is the thing. She was completely oblivious, completely oblivious. Her and her kids all like, like they were almost bumping into me. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, why, why are you this close to me? And you know, they're, they're talking to her kids and they're looking at stuff and I'm thinking, okay, you know, it's not that big a deal to me. There is a lot of space and I'm the next person in line. So I'll just move up closer to the register. The minute I move up closer, she can, she moves up and she's still up on me. And like, I'm, I'm one of those people, like, I'm like, don't be all up on me. Like I, I have this thing about personal space. And so I'm like, oh my gosh, why is this woman on me like this? Like she was so close to me that I know that if she were looking at my phone, she could see what I was doing. I wasn't doing anything. I was just on the Starbucks app waiting to, you know, for them to scan my code, my barcode, you know, for my my Starbucks card, but mm-hmm. it was like, how, why are you this questioning? There's so much space that you could be taking up. Why are you taking up some of mine? like, I, I, I feel strongly about the whole taking up space thing. <laughs> so like,
0: yeah, that's physically yeah.
1: our em- emotionally. Like, yes. I'm, I'm so serious about my
0: emotional space. Like, yes. you're not going to come in and intrude on my piece. I'm not having it.
1: Absolutely. I'm not having it. Like, I don't intrude on your piece. So let's make this a two-way street. I don't do this to you. Don't do this to me. I mean, it, but it's very, it's, it's funny how we think about how people really do navigate in the world. We're, we're thinking about how we don't encroach on other people's space and we don't want people to encroach on ours. Meanwhile, there are people that li- literally don't ever think about encroaching on other people's face. They literally just do it anyway. Right. And they're completely oblivious and they don't think they're doing anything wrong. They don't even notice. Like that woman could have bumped into me and probably wouldn't have said excuse me or sorry or anything because she wouldn't have even realized that she was bumping into me. I'm basically invisible to her. It's it's fascinating. It's really fascinating to see how we look at the world and how we see the world We're moving in the world versus how other people are moving in the world.
0: And, and I think that still that still goes back to the whole emotional space things that we don't consider each other mm-hmm. you know we just we just feel like i this is where i am in this moment right now and everybody just got to be okay with how i'm feeling emotionally yeah for instance if you this is how I feel personally. Don't bring your negative energy to me. <laughs> like <laughs> right. Yeah. Like I don't I don't do neg- I tell my children like don't bring that negative negativity to me because I like to kind of keep my space harmonious. Mm -hmm. Like don't bring that negative energy to me. And I'm not saying that I'm not saying that if, if you have a bad day that you can't come to me and say, Hey, I'm having a bad day, but if
1: you're going to be
0: down or every time I see you, if you're going to be complaining about something, every time I see you,
1: then we probably not going to be friends. It's, it's not healthy. It's definitely not healthy. It's one thing to come up for me to walk up to you. um, If we were living in the same, in the same city, and I came over to your house because you invited me, and we had made plans to hang out. And so I come to your house because it's it's my week to come to your house instead of you come to my house. And I walk in the door, and I've I look like I've got an attitude. But the minute I walk in the door, I'm like, "Girl, I have just had the most rotten day ever." You know, right? I need I need I need to vent. I'm so sorry because I'm just I'm so mad right now. That's completely different. But you're not. I mean, if I'm going through a time when I'm depressed most of the time, mm-hmm. honestly with me personally, that's going to be a time when you really don't see me very often because mm-hmm. I'm not going to take it to anybody. Like, this is also why I need a therapist. <laughs> because like, I need to take it to somebody, <laughs> but I'm not going to bring you, I'm not going to bring that to your house. Like, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> now, if you call me up and like, Hey, let's get together and talk because I this, you know, you seem really down. I'm not going to be like, no, nah, I want to talk to you. But, I'm not going to just show up knowing that I've got this thing that's hanging over me and just, okay, let me just take that, take myself and this thing that's hanging over me and let me just, let me just dump it at Shirley's house. Like, I'm not going to do that. Like you, and that, it also goes back to relationships. Like when you have a relationship with someone, when you're someone's friend or at least a friend to the point where you know that y'all can talk about stuff, then that's, that's something else because you're, you're kind of. You're already in a space where you can, you can glean off of each other and you can tell when the other person is not exactly right. Like something's off. Hey, what's wrong? And then we're having a conversation about it. But yeah, random people and you know, like people in the, it's like, yo, get away from me. Like, whoa, like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, if you're mad about something or if you're just in your own little world or whatever, like just look up open your eyes and see that there are other people around you and don't just be all up on them. Yeah.
0: Like you're like, honestly, you, you have to, you have to protect, you have to, Oh Lord, can not get my words out? Jesus. <laughs> you have to protect your space. Like you, yes, you really do. And then you have to, I don't I really don't want to use the word demand, but I'm going to use it anyway. You have to demand that people honor your space. You have like you literally have to demand that people honor. And that doesn't mean being ugly to them, but it's OK to separate yourself from toxic people. I don't care. If, right. if I don't I don't care if it's a family member. I don't care if it's mom. Oh, it doesn't matter who it, it is. It doesn't matter who it is. You have to honor yourself enough. You have to love yourself enough. Yes. To to get people to get toxic people out of your life. Like I, I think I, this is one of your phrases. I will love you with the love of God. But I'm out of here. Yeah. Yeah. Seriously. <laughs> oh God, but I'm out of here. Like, because I cannot allow you to bring that toxic energy into my life. Cause then then guess what's gonna happen? You're gonna bring it into my life. I'm gonna bring it, I'm gonna take it to somebody else's life, and it mm-hmm. just becomes a domino effect. And we're not yes. doing that.
1: We're not doing it. Definitely not doing Absolutely it. Absolutely not. Especially not when we're we're in the, this this place in our lives where we're in a process of healing from a lot of stuff. some healing, yeah, it's like, "Oh, it's overnight, but some things, it's because it's like years, decades, mm-hmm. generations even, of stuff, and we're it's a process because it's not just about, "Oh, we're healed, so we're fine." It's also about, yes, we're healed, but now we've got to retrain our brains mm-hmm. so that we we don't think about this this way anymore and we don't think the way we were living was the right way anymore because it clearly wasn't because here we are needing healing from it you know what i mean so that's why this kind of healing is a process right um and process somebody coming in with all kinds of riffraff Energetically, that just throws a wrench in that entire process. So no, I'm not here for that. Like I'm getting too old, you know. I'm not. We're not old, but we are getting too old to Girl, be dealing with that.
0: They talking about our age. <laughs> 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 we're
1: getting old out there. I guess we are old then, huh? Because we. Can- <laughs> no, we are older. <laughs> older, exactly. Older. That's right. That's all it is. Like we're just, we just have more experience, is what exactly. I'm saying. Like we have more experience. Yeah. We. We've lived longer. So And there are
0: just some so things we are it. not going to put up with because we put right. up with it for so for so long. long. Like it's like the buck stops here. Yeah. Like oh, I'm done. I'm not I'm not putting up with this no more. Anymore. And I had like honestly, Natty, I had to start in my home. And when I would when I was able to start in my home, like just constantly say no, constantly demand that people respect my emotional health. Mm-hmm. Then I was able to take that outside of my home. But I had to start in my house because yeah. I have a problem saying I have a problem saying no to my mom. I have a problem saying no to my children. But you yeah. know who I don't have a problem saying no to? Me. You I, yeah. I tell myself no all the time. No. Yep. You don't need that. No, you don't need a break. No, you don't mm-hmm. need a massage. No. Right. No, no. But I'm yesing everybody else all day, every day. Girl, yeah. I have to stop that. That's right. I, I was killing myself. Like I was literally killing what? Mm-hmm. do you remember that day when, when um you and Trez and I were working together and we all got sick at the same time? Yeah. Because we were yep. running ourselves ragged.
1: Then Yeah. Yeah.
0: Trying to make something work. And I'm not going to go into any details about that, but trying to make something work. And like I literally landed myself in the hospital.
1: Yes. I yes. I
0: would not stop and take care of myself. I would not stop. But, but you know what I found out when I landed myself in the hospital, Natalie, was that my children were perfectly fine without me. Mm -hmm. They, they, they made sure they ate. They made Mm -hmm. sure they cleaned up behind themselves. All of that. I was in the hospital for like, well, not that time, but a time before I was, I know I was in the hospital for 10 consecutive days a time before. But even in the hospital, I was like, man, my house better not be in a mess when I get back home. <laughs> I was in a hospital with blood clots in my lungs
1: Oh dear!
0: For, for 10 days. And the entire time I was there, this was several years ago, but the entire time I was there, I was worried about what Nala was doing because I think Nala was maybe 14 then, 13, 14, somewhere down in there. No, she was 10, I think. But anyway, my older children made sure she ate. They made sure that she got to school on time. They made sure that she did her homework. I I realized in that moment that I didn't have to do it all. Because well, we feel that. like if, if we don't do it,
1: it's it not get gonna done. get done.
0: But guess what? Yeah. If you die today, they're gonna figure out how to survive.
1: People have to, they have to figure it out. That's right.
0: They're they gonna figure out how to survive. So we gotta stop killing ourselves. For the mm-hmm. sake of trying to be everything and do to it. everybody else. Yeah, we we have to stop doing that. We absolutely have to stop doing that. I know I have. Now I ain't saying I'm perfect and I ain't saying I'm I've arrived. I am still arriving like yeah. it's a, like it's a struggle for me to to get in that space and stay in that space because I am so accustomed to being in control. And sometimes I do feel like it's not going to be done right if I don't
1: do it myself. Yeah, yeah. I get that way, too, just, like, with something as simple as, like, the dishes. Oh, like, yes. Uh, okay. So, <laughs> the yes, right? wash the dishes. <laughs> they they do, okay, so they do load it correctly, but then, like, they put stuff back. Like, they unload the dishwasher and they put the stuff, the dishes, up. and I go on the cabinet and it's like, why are these bowls over here? They belong yes. over here. What And I'm just like, oh, dear.
0: Like, this is, it doesn't belong here.
1: And then I'm, I'm real weird about certain things. Like, I want all the knives to be facing the same direction. Like, if they're all, like, I think it's because, like, I want to be able to put my hand in to grab one of the knives. And I don't want my hand touching the cutting part. So, that the blunt part of the knife needs to be upward, and all the, the, the cutting parts of the knives need to all be facing the same direction. And so, I always put them that way, and then my kids don't ever put them that way. This just be, they just put all the in there. some of them facing them one way, some of them face the other. And I'm like, yo. And then, like, the thing that drives me up the wall most, and my entire family does it my kids and my husband. I've got everything in my cabinet to where I can see what stuff is. They take stuff out whether it's a spice cabinet or the other cabinets, they take stuff out. And if it's a bottle or a can or whatever, they put it back in there and it's backwards. So you can't see what the stuff is. I need to see the name on it. I need to see the name. I need to see the the label facing me. Like, they, they like don't get that. They don't get it. And I'm like, <laughs> why on earth do you continue to do this? And especially with, with spices and stuff like some spices look similar or, you know, me, I know like the bottles or whatever, but some of them, the bottles are similar and the spices look similar. So if you got stuff put back in there with the label, the the, the, the label saying what it is facing the other ways where I can't see, that's extremely frustrating for me. And of course they're just like, yeah, what's, well, you know, um, you know, it's not, it's not a big deal, but I think the bigger issue for, for me is not even really just that it's kind of what we've been talking about, about like, I've already said what I need from you in this regard. And this is very simple stuff. I'm not, uh, this is not, hey, get up at 6 a.m. and clean this entire house from top to bottom. I'm not asking you to do that. I'm literally just asking you to put the spices back to the way I had them so that I see all the labels facing me. And you won't even do that. And so, yeah, I've got, I get to where, okay, I'm going to have to be even more vocal about this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because they still don't they're not, they like, don't
0: get it. It's like I, I told I my daughter, like, all I'm asking is that you consider me because yeah. I am the one that's going in the kitchen cooking. I am the one who needs the spices. So I need to not have to look for it when
1: I go not to look for it. Yes. I need to be able to open the cabinet and see exactly what's there and just grab it. That's yes, exactly just consider me. That's all I'm yeah. That's, that's exactly what it is. So, but what you were saying about how, oh, well, I'm not, I'm not perfect. I haven't arrived and all that. Of course not. Because like we said at the beginning, none of this is easy. Mm-hmm. And this kind of healing that we're doing is a process. It is not an overnight thing because it is a process of undoing years, decades, or generations of stuff. So we need to not just be unapologetic about giving ourselves permission in space. We also need to honor the fact that we're still in the process, mm-hmm. that we haven't quit, that. That, that we are actually putting the one foot in front of the other. We're continuing to inhale and exhale and move toward the, the, the liberation that we want. Mm-hmm. We're getting better about being vocal about what we need, even if there are days when we don't say what we need. We say it more often than we did before. That's something to be, uh, That's something to be celebrated too. That's something to be at least acknowledged, you know? I agree. But oftentimes we, we beat ourselves up. Well, I can say for me
0: personally, oftentimes I beat, beat myself up about it. I don't honor the process. Like you said, I don't typically do that. I think I need to work.
1: <laughs> yeah, definitely. Because you deserve to see the process, the progress that you, that you've already made. Just because you're not at the finish line doesn't mean you haven't done anything. Look at you, girl pouring out liquid gold. <laughs> <laughs> i know i'm just full of like all kinds of little gems today yeah
0: right i love it
1: <laughs> it's because i've had my protein so yeah that's good
0: <laughs> <laughs> but you're right Ned. we do you you have to honor every step of the process and then honor the progress i love
1: absolutely. it. absolutely 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 love it so how do you want to wrap it up darling what I will leave you with today is if you are in this process and you've already started, hey, congratulations, because yo, again, being a black woman in the United States of America, like that is a feat that m- many most don't understand. So if you so congratulations for being in this process of of healing yourself and getting yourself to a place where you feel truly. And well, and able to speak up and able to take up the space that you want. And if you haven't begun this process yet, hey, congratulations, you just listened to this. This is your sign that, yeah, you can start whenever you want. You can start today, you can start tomorrow, you can start this weekend, but it's okay to recognize, yeah, I actually do need this and I'm going to do something about it. Mm -hmm. And also, if you need one, get a therapist. Get a therapist.
0: Yes. Girl, I'm here for the therapy. Okay. Yes.
1: Okay. I am here for the therapist. We need t-shirts that just say, get a therapist.
0: Get a therapist. <laughs> girl, stop it. We do
1: need that. Get a therapist. <laughs>
0: right. thought, if I'm not mistaken, it's, it, I may have been watching a reality show, so I don't know if this is real or not. Some therapists are actually offering virtual sessions, if I'm not mistaken. I may be Ooh, mistaken by that, but that's actually not a bad idea Like for people it's who are- It's not comfortable with going to actually sit on somebody's sofa Mm -hmm. and you know pour their hearts
1: out maybe doing it oh no that's definitely that's a great idea because Mm -hmm. it might not even be something where you're someone doesn't necessarily want to go sit on someone's couch it might be someone like me who's in a very fairly small rural town Mm -hmm. and I'm I'm fairly sure there's not a black woman therapist in my area. So, yeah. Uh, yeah I mean, <laughs> have they, offered, they may be offering it virtually. I would definitely yeah.
0: look into that. Definitely look into that because you don't have to be necessarily sitting in front of a person to get what you need. You can face them on Skype or on FaceTime. Yeah. Yeah. So definitely get a therapist. If you need a therapist, get a therapist. Anyway. So, yeah, me and Natty been on here a while talking about how... Awesome healing is.
1: <laughs> yes. Yes it How is.
0: Amazing healing is and like Natalie said if you if you feel like you need some help, get help. Honor the process, honor the progress. Congratulations if you started, congratulations if you haven't. We are here for all of that. And I feel safe in saying that and you can correct me if I'm wrong that Natty and I are here are here to support you. Like if Yes we are. Like if you need us like you can reach out on, on Facebook um you can reach out on twitter leave leave a um a DM, oh, a dm DM <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you can email us email address hi at shades there's also a an option on the website where you can leave us a voice message and it comes directly to us, and that's ShadesOfStrong.com. Because at the end of the day, we are here to support our sisters.
1: Yes, so, um, absolutely. If you need
0: us, feel free to reach out. Right, Natty?
1: Yes, one hundred percent. One hundred percent.
0: All right, guys, we're going to get out of here. Like we always say, follow us on all social media plat social media platforms at ShadesOfStrong facebook twitter instagram um, website shagestrong.com what else do i want to say i think that's it i think we're gonna make that shirt that say get a therapist though yeah <laughs> nice. we may do that anyway we're gonna get out of here thank you guys so much for tuning in we look forward to hearing from you all you gotta do is hop over to hop over to the facebook page find this episode comment on it share your thoughts with us Tell us if you are in the process or if you are making progress where you are right now. We want to hear from you, so hit us up. Shades are strong on all social media platforms. We out of here. Bye
1: bye nanny. bye. bye.
0: we we never did before.